There's nothing to end a long day quite like having a glass of whiskey and recording the podcast. (laughs) Hey guys, it's Chris from the Whiskey Noobs Podcast. As always, I'm your host, and it is just me uh, again today. Uh, There's actually a funny story about that. So you might recall in the last episode, one of the questions that was asked was, when are you going to make Zach a co-host? And funny enough, I had answered that, you know, Zach and I both have pretty chaotic schedules and it's very difficult uh, to get us both in a room at the same time, let alone uh, getting us in a room at the same time every week. And funny enough, uh, this week, actually, I was going to have Zach on and he got pulled away for something important going on. Um, And it's just a a great example of how uh, difficult it is for Zach and I to be able to coordinate. We both live pretty crazy lives. It's not entirely his fault either because, you know, he could have recorded later in the week, but I couldn't have recorded later in the week. So we have pretty uh, chaotic schedules, but uh, you're stuck with just me today. Hopefully that's okay, but I think we got a pretty cool episode ahead of us. So this episode is going to be Glenfiddich 12 versus Suntory Toki. Uh, this isn't like a head-to-head battle of whiskeys per se. Uh, this is just comparing and contrasting the two whiskeys. A lot of people say, you know, that Japanese whiskeys tend to be similar to scotches. And when I had the Suntory Toki, you might recall, uh, I mentioned that it was kind of similar to a scotch or even an Irish whiskey. So I looked up scotches that can be similar to Japanese whiskeys, and one of them was Glenfiddich, or I think I might have looked up what type of scotch does Japanese whiskey taste, like something along those lines. As you guys know, I'm not as well-versed in Japanese whiskey, uh, and I've been pretty transparent about that. Uh, But I wanted to compare the two and see how they were similar and how they were different, even if this isn't the perfect head-to-head comparison, because I know there will be a lot of people out there, especially those who have more experience than I do with scotches and with Japanese whiskeys, that'll say, no, you should probably compare these two. These are a lot more similar. Uh, And if anybody has a recommendation like that, I'm open to it, and I'll totally do it in a future episode. Uh, But I just figured, you know, a lot of my listeners already have Suntory Toki for the Suntory Toki episode that we did. So let's buy a semi-affordable scotch, and let's try it head-to-head and see what's similar and what's different. So that scotch for this episode, as I mentioned, is going to be Glenfiddich, uh, the 12-year-old, just kind of their base whiskey, or base scotch, um... So I think it's going to be pretty interesting to see how they compare. Hopefully they're at least kind of similar. I'm almost certain that they're going to be some differences as well. I can tell just by looking in the glass that the Glenfiddich is quite a bit darker uh, than the Suntory. But I've always mentioned Suntory is kind of a really pale, uh, light-colored whiskey. So it'll be pretty cool to try the two side by side, I think. And if you're on the... uh, email list, then you'll be trying it side by side with me, unless you drank your entire bottle of Suntory Toki by now, but hopefully you didn't. And I think it's going to be pretty interesting. So you guys are going to have to let me know if you're trying them side by side, what you think and how your notes compare to mine. So let's get started with Glenfiddich 12 year, because that is going to be, you know, this is the Glenfiddich episode. Um, So let's talk about the whiskey and what it is. So as I mentioned, Glenfiddich is a scotch. Uh, Specifically, it's a single malt scotch. So you'll recall that means it's one distillery and it only uses malted barley is is how this was made. Uh, It's 40% alcohol by volume, which is the minimum for a scotch. And a lot of times your, uh, what I want to say, like the entry level scotch, like the base scotch that a distillery produces tends to be 
80 uh, percent uh, or 80 proof 40 percent alcohol by volume and as i mentioned it's right there in the name this is a 12 year old scotch which means that if it's a mixture of multiple barrels the youngest scotch in it is 12 years old the aging process for this is pretty cool. I'm gonna I'm interested to see how it affects the flavor. This is aged in American oak casks and European sherry casks. So I think that'll be pretty cool uh, to see if you can get any of those fruity notes that sherry can sometimes bring to a whiskey. I oh I f- haven't even mentioned yet. I haven't had Glenfiddich 12 year, so this is going to be a first impression for me. So keep in mind if you have had it a bunch of times and you disagree with the notes I'm getting, this is my first piece of the puzzle this is my first time ever having it i did just eat dinner nothing too crazy so i think my palate should be fine uh but it'll be pretty cool to try it for the first time right here on the show i i like to do that sometimes i did that on tiktok as well with eagle rare i tried it for the first time on a tiktok video so we'll see if i like it or not i have no idea i did take a whiff when i poured it and it smells pretty good so we'll see But yeah, I'm interested to see if the sherry casks uh, give any kind of like a fruitiness to it or what sorts of flavors uh, they give to the whiskey. Now, this is from the Speyside region of Scotland. We've mentioned before Scotland has a lot of regions. And actually, Monkey Shoulder is also a Speyside Scotch. There's a little bit more to that story that I'm going to tell you here in a minute. Uh, But first is the name, Glenfiddich. I actually looked this up. Um, I did a little bit of research on the whiskey, and I, when I was reading up on it from their website, actually, I found that Glenfiddich is Gaelic for the Valley of the Deer, which is pretty cool. Uh, you'll notice there's a deer on the bottle if you uh, have seen the bottle, if you have it in front of you right now, or if you've seen it online. Uh, so there's a deer on the bottle, and it actually means Valley of the Deer. So that's a pretty neat a uh, little story behind it. I've always mentioned I love when whiskeys have a little bit of a story behind them, something kind of cool going on, uh, maybe with the name, maybe with the bottle or the tradition behind it. I love it when there's a story like that. Just like Monkey Shoulder also has that that story behind it that you might recall from its episode. So the little bit more of a story, speaking of Monkey Shoulder, that I was going to get to is that Monkey Shoulder used to be sourced from Glenfiddich. Uh, One of the whiskeys in it was Glenfiddich. You'll recall it's a mixture of three whiskeys. Now, it is blended, so it's three different whiskeys being blended, and the recipe has since been made a secret. Apparently, this was from an article I was reading online. I think two different articles said this, so I was like, eh, it must be true. <laughs> um, but it was from th- uh, Glenfiddich was one of the three whiskeys in it, one of the three scotches. And there of the other two, if I was reading correctly, were actually made by the same owner of Glenfiddich Distillery. Uh, so they were all three made from like the same owner, different distilleries technically, and they were blended to make Monkey Shoulder. Now uh, the the word Word has it on the street. The, <laughs> wow, I messed that up. Word on the street is that uh, the the recipe has since become a secret, I guess. I don't know if they changed it or I think maybe they were looking at adding some other whiskeys to it as well to make it different. I don't know for sure. Uh, but one of the original whiskeys that was in the Monkey Shoulder Whiskey was Glenfiddich. So for those of you who have listened and liked Monkey Shoulder, hopefully that's a sign that you're going to like Glenfiddich. I've always mentioned Monkey Shoulder was one of the first whiskeys that I really, really enjoyed. And so I'm excited to see if Glenfiddich compares or how it compares. Now I'm going to take a quick taste of it before I go through the notes that they say you should get from it and uh, kind of give you guys a first impression. 
So uh, the first nose of it, first of all, very smooth, not a lot of alcohol burn on the nose. Uh, It does have similar notes to that of monkey shoulder, I would say. I haven't nailed down what they are yet, but I just noticed that it gives me that distinct kind of smell where I could mistake it for monkey shoulder when I take a sniff of it. I think maybe it's a little bit bolder, a little bit more body than monkey shoulder. Still on the nose. I haven't taken a drink yet. Uh, and it's, it might have a little bit more of a body, a little bit less pale than monkey shoulder, in my opinion. I'm going to take a sip of it, though, now. Wow. I very much like that. I think I might like this more than monkey shoulder. <clears throat> I haven't nailed down any of the notes yet. It might be a little bit less citrusy than monkey shoulder, but I think there's a little bit more of the barley kind of flavor, the malty flavor to it. Um, maybe a little bit more of like almost, I don't want to say grassy because it's not like you're eating grass, but you know that that herbiness uh, or earthiness. Earthiness is probably a good word for it. I'm going to try to take another sip though. There's definitely a little bit of fruitiness in there. I don't know what the fruit is yet. This is my first time drinking it, and as always, you know, when it's your first time, it's like, it's just overwhelming almost. You don't, you're not honed in yet, and I'm trying to figure out what the fruitiness of it is. Maybe a little bit of spices. Uh, let's talk about the spices a little bit. Uh, scotch usually gives me a pretty strong clove, at least from the scotches I've had. This isn't as strong of it. It does still leave that little bit of bitterness, though that I would probably attribute to like a clove, but maybe it's more like an anise in this scenario. Um, but there are good spices. Nutmeg might be a good descriptor for this, but I want to nail down what the fruitiness is. I'm going to take another sip. Where monkey shoulder, I always say has a strong citrus. This is almost like a sweeter citrus, not as pale of a citrus. Um, Less of like an orange and more of like a uh, like a clementine, how those are a little bit sweeter. Um, so it might be citrus. One thing I think that distinguishes this from monkey shoulder, monkey shoulder does have a good vanilla flavor to it, but I think this is almost more of a caramel or like a brown sugar than a just a pale vanilla. I think that's what I mean by it's a little bit more bold than monkey shoulder. Uh, but I am going to read the notes. This is my first time drinking it. I don't want to leave you guys high and dry. I'm going to tell you what they say you should taste. And I'm probably super wrong since this is my first time. Now, color they say golden, which it is. I didn't mention the color at all. It is a very like strong gold. Not like a dark like some of the bourbons we've had. Um, but a nice strong gold. Definitely not as pale as the Suntory. And I'm looking at the legs that it's leaving on the side of the glass. Yeah, it's leaving... First of all, it's taking a while for the legs to form, uh, but it's not leaving like a bunch of really small streaky ones. And since this is less alcohol, uh, and I th- I'm pretty sure that would be attributed with more alcohol, uh, but since this is lower alcohol, I'm going to guess that's because of the body, because of the aging process. And I, I think that holds up in this case because it does have more body. Let's read the notes they say you should get. Distinctively fresh and fruity with a hint of pear. Pear, sorry. Beautifully crafted and delicately balanced. Pear is perfect. It's one of those notes that I never get because I don't eat pears a lot. But now that you say it, now that I read it, I'm like, that is it. So that's a really good one. Uh, For the taste, it says sweet fruity notes, characteristic sweet fruity notes, develops into butterscotch, cream, malt, and subtle oak flavors. So yeah, I did say the malted barley. 
Um, the butterscotch would definitely be what I was calling caramel for sure. Butterscotch is probably a little bit better of a descriptor. I, I might lean more towards like a brown sugar though, a little bit less butterscotch. Uh, and then cream, I, I always think cream is a tough one to make a flavor note of because what does cream taste like? Like I know what sweet cream tastes like, but I can see it with the texture i haven't talked about the finish yet uh definitely not a dry finish a very enjoyable finish which we'll get to uh but yeah the butterscotch and the malt i would say are right up front subtle oak flavors is definitely there too i almost said that but then i thought well this isn't like you know buffalo trace this doesn't have that strong oakiness to it but there is a little bit of a subtle oak to it more than i would get from like monkey shoulder for example and then for the finish it says a long smooth and mellow finish i don't know that this is horribly long uh, maybe a little bit but i will say that it's mellow it's not drying my tongue out at all i mean maybe it's because i just ate dinner but i'm not having any problem with my tongue feeling dry without a doubt i would say this leans towards the oily finish my tongue actually does feel a little slick from it so very, very enjoyable finish. This is going to be a high-ranking whiskey for me. I can tell you that right now, uh, especially at the price point. How much did this cost? Oh, I got to look that up. I don't remember how much it cost. I want to say, uh, let's just look it up before I mislead you guys. Okay, this was $45 for the fifth of it. Okay, I thought it was a little bit more expensive. So that might explain the good flavor, but uh, yeah, it, it's really enjoyable. I like it a lot. Um, so that is the palette of it. So let's, let's summarize that a little bit. Since this is my first time drinking it, I'm going to try to summarize what they say you should get and kind of put my own two cents in there. On the nose, there's definitely a fruitiness. Uh, pear is a better descriptor than what I was saying with like the citrus. Although I would say there's that sweet orange, not the sourness that you get from citrus, but the sweetness that you get, I think on the, on the palate. But the nose, it says distinctively fresh with a hint of pear. Uh, and beautifully crafted, delicately balanced, which doesn't give us a lot of information. Uh, the taste that says characteristic sweet fruity notes, I would definitely say that pear that they say is solid, and then also that like sweetness that you get from an orange. Um, think of like a really sweet orange if you've ever had, you know, you've had one that is sour, but if you've ever had one that you're like, wow, this is sweet, sweet. This doesn't have like a hint of sour to it. That's kind of the flavor that I'm getting. It's just, you know, right there in the middle. It's not a, it's not like super pronounced in the front. And then it says butterscotch, cream, malt, and oak. I think all of those are pretty accurate. Uh, the cream, like I said, what, what flavor does cream taste like? I'm not a hundred percent sure. Definitely the cream feeling in your mouth though, uh, where it's like, like oily. And then, uh, the malt and oak flavors, I definitely said malt, that earthiness. And uh, subtle oak, I would say, not if you're into bourbon, though. If you're if you're big into bourbon, this isn't going to be super oaky. Uh, but there is a little bit of oak, of, of an, a woodiness to it. Not like an overly old wood, but like a nice young wood to it. Uh, so it's very enjoyable. And then, as I said, the finish, very, very smooth finish. Uh, doesn't dry your tongue out much at all. Uh, overall, I'm super impressed. I will drink this often, I think. I think this is going to become a staple that's going to stay on my shelf. I think the strongest note is the earthiness that comes with that malt flavor. Um, but when you do sit back and really look at it, you can see the butterscotch. But I still think 
It might be a stronger brown sugar with a tinge of butterscotch. Not so much butterscotch, but also that's just my palate in this condition right now. Uh, but yeah, definitely uh, enjoyable drink. Uh, this is the most impressed I've been with the bottle in a while. Um, and that's probably because I do spend so much time drinking bourbons that whenever I venture outside of the bourbons again, I uh, really find myself enjoying it. Uh, so definitely an enjoyable drink without a doubt. Now, without further ado, let's do some comparing here. I do have Suntory Toki already poured in front of me. It's much, much lighter than the Glenfiddich is. But let's take a sip and let's see uh, how it tastes in comparison. I skipped the nose and went straight for the sip. Did you notice that? Wow. There are definitely similar notes. Uh, the earthy maltiness is similar. I think, yeah, uh, I actually do have the notes for this, but I remember that there were a lot of herbs in the Suntory Toki, a lot of herb flavors. And that is a, a common factor between these two. But the... Uh, Suntory, you might remember I was floored by it. I do still think it's an excellent uh, whiskey, uh, but I was floored by it because I didn't expect it to be as smooth as it was for being a grain whiskey. I didn't, didn't expect it to have as much flavor as it did. Putting it side by side with this Glenfiddich, and the Glenfiddich is more expensive, full transparency, uh, but putting it side by side, the Glenfiddich is much smoother. Uh, the Suntory tastes a lot more like alcohol now that I have just drank the Glenfiddich and now I'm drinking the Suntory. Uh, definitely a lot more of an alcohol taste. So that's a little bit disappointing, but it also is to be expected with this difference in price. I think it's a $10 difference. So you can expect that a little bit, uh, but it's still very enjoyable. Like I said, the, the earthy, herby, grassy notes uh, between the two definitely uh, are similar. The, whereas the Glenfiddich has a little bit more of a butterscotch or, like I said, brown sugar, I think the uh, Suntory Toki has a little bit more of like a honey flavor than, it, than, than brown sugar. Also, I'm going to say significantly less citrus in the Suntory. Uh, I know that I said it wasn't a sour citrus in the Glenfiddich, but there isn't really much of an orangey flavor at all in the Suntory. I'm going to take another sip, though. I do find that I need to work for the flavors a little bit more. Um, it is a lot more crisp of a finish. You don't get as much lingering flavor. I know I think I might have said that the Glenfiddich didn't have the longest finish in the world, but uh, compared to the Suntory, it is longer. It lingers a bit more. You don't have to work as hard to get the flavors. And then lastly, and this is the starkest contrast between the two, probably a result of the price difference. Uh, the Suntory is drying my tongue out compared to the Glenfiddich, especially with how oily that Glenfiddich finish was. Uh, now, Suntory, uh, I actually did bring up the notes, which we went over in the episode, uh, but it does say uh, basil, green apple, and honey on the nose. The palate, it says grapefruit, green grapes, peppermint, and thyme. And the finish, it says subtly sweet and spicy finish with a hint of vanilla, oak, white pepper, and ginger. Ginger, I forgot about. That one's pretty accurate for Suntory. Um, grapefruit is probably pretty accurate, actually, because the Glenfiddich, like I said, it's like none of that sour from the citrus and all just like that oranginess. This is kind of the other end of that spectrum where grapefruits are pretty sour, pretty like almost bitter. 
and I, I can see that difference between the two. I don't think it's a strong grapefruit flavor, but I, I can see where that's coming from. And then that thyme is definitely the linking factor between these two. I don't know if I would call it specifically thyme because I don't know my herbs the greatest, uh, but it's definitely that that herbiness is the linking factor between these two for sure. Yeah, grapefruit's pretty accurate, especially if you think about it when you go to take a drink of it. When I'm like focused on grapefruit, I'm like, wow, yeah, you can definitely see that. Um, and there's definitely not a trace of that in the Glenfiddich. I'm going to look for it in the Glenfiddich real quick. Holy cow. Wow. So definitely no grapefruit in the Glenfiddich. But I know I said, eh, not very much butterscotch, probably more brown sugar. Seeing the stark contrast from the Suntory, I can see the, the butterscotch here for sure. I also think it made the finish a little bit drier because I have that Suntory Toki still on my palate a little bit. So the finish of the Glenfiddich is a little drier than it was. Uh, but I'm not going to fault the Glenfiddich for that because before I had the Suntory, it was a pretty uh, smooth finish, pretty oily. But yeah, going back to the Glenfiddich, much sweeter. It contrasts strongly with the grapefruit or the, the sour bitterness of the uh, Suntory Toki. Going back to the Glenfiddich, that contrast creates a very sweet flavor in your mouth. It was super enjoyable. Once again, the link is definitely those barley earthiness of the earthy flavors of both of them. Uh, and I can see that with it. But the, the Glenfiddich is a lot sweeter, whereas the Suntory is a lot more sour. Which isn't to say that the Suntory is worse. I don't want to give off that impression. I mean, it's definitely less expensive. But the, the overall profile, I mean, does not necessarily have to be worse because it's not sweet. Sometimes you do want more of a sour. Like I kind of mentioned uh, with Jameson the one time, it's not sour, it's bitter. But sometimes you do want that little bit of a bitterness uh, in your whiskey. It's, it can be enjoyable sometimes. So it all depends on the mood that you're in. But I think overall, most people would have a more enjoyable experience with the Glenfiddich. Uh, I don't want to down Suntory at all. I'm still impressed by Suntory. I think the, the Toki was very good, and I want to try some of their more expensive stuff without a doubt in the future. Um, I, but just for this specific one-on-one -on -one comparison, uh, the Glenfiddich, the sweet notes of the fruit come through a lot more, and the, the bakery, like butterscotch cream, comes through a lot more, whereas with the Suntory, the uh, sour notes of the fruit come through a lot more. Now, you do still have that little bit of honey in the Suntory, which is definitely enjoyable, uh, but it's more like honey kind of has that more pale sweetness, whereas butterscotch has like that deep sweetness. I don't know if that made sense, but it makes sense to me. Hopefully you kind of get what I'm saying. Uh, I'm going to take another sip of the Glenfiddich real quick. There is a strong, strong sweetness of this Glenfiddich when you take a sip of it after drinking the Suntory, of course, and it's back to being oily. So I think a lot of that Suntory is off my palate now. Uh, definitely oily. Definitely more sweet. I think it might have lost a little bit. It might have lost, actually, ironically enough, that citrusy taste. And it's probably because I'm getting so much more of it in the Suntory. Uh, but it's not nearly as emphasized now as it was. But to compare the two, because that was my big thing, is like how similar is scotch to Japanese whiskey, or specifically this scotch to specifically this Japanese whiskey? That barley that they both have in them, which is pretty prevalent, you can tell. Uh, you can definitely taste the common maltiness of the two of them.
And I've mentioned before that the Suntory specifically has like an earthiness. And since this Glenfiddich had kind of an earthiness, probably from that uh, malt, you can really see the similarities between the two. But without a doubt, the fact that there's more grain alcohol in the uh, Suntory is definitely noticeable. It's definitely slightly more harsh. For the price, it's still an excellent bottle. I don't want to give anybody the wrong impression. I've heard people who don't like it at all, and if it's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea, but it's still a good bottle for the price, in my opinion. Uh, but the Glenfiddich, I'd see myself going to probably more, just it just on account of the sweetness. I always, like I said, I always go for sweeter uh, drinks. Like I, I'd answered that in two Q&A episodes ago, I think, with what does a good bourbon mean to me. I had said that I like the sweeter stuff. Um, the more bakery sweet type stuff. And this Glenfiddich is really itching that scratch for me. Um, definitely enjoyable. Let's. I'm going to do another review here to round this out. Uh, but overall, I would say I'm impressed. Uh, I'm hopefully, if you were listening, you're also impressed with the Glenfiddich. But I'd be interested to see if there's people who prefer the Suntory because of the difference in profile. But I'm going to finish this off with uh, another review of the Glenfiddich. Absolutely delicious. Um, definitely sweet. Like I said, that butterscotch is still up front. Um, I think now that the Suntory is more out of my palate, it's going back to being a bit more of like a brown sugar. That might be like the butterscotch mixed with the oak is almost like a brown sugariness. I don't know for sure. But definitely enjoyable. A couple of notes that I wanted to mention, or not not whiskey notes, but like to take note of. A couple of things I wanted to mention uh, are that the Suntory is 3% stronger than the Glenfiddich, which could be also a contributing factor to how it's a little bit more harsh. Not just the price, but also the strength. And then also the Glenfiddich is older than the Suntory. Uh, the Glenfiddich is for sure 12 years old. Uh, the Suntory does not make an age statement. I think I mentioned an age that it was possible that I found online in the Suntory episode, but I know for sure it's not 12 years or they would have put it on the bottle without a doubt. So anytime that there's no age on the bottle, you can assume that it's not going to be a very old bottle. Uh, so the Glenfiddich, that extra age has definitely sweetened it, definitely mellowed it. Age can mellow out your flavors a lot, and it did in a good way, in like a non-harsh kind of a way. Uh, and then it also gave it more body, I would say. It has a lot more depth to it. The Suntory, your flavors are there, but I, I don't think they're as deep as the Glenfiddich flavors are. I think for sure I can sit down and try this Glenfiddich again a week from now and get different notes. Not entirely different, obviously, but uh, pull a different, a few different things from it if I try it again. Because it's got a complexity to it. The finish is also decently long. My first impression, I didn't think it was, uh, but maybe after a few sips, maybe my palate's just getting warmed up. Uh, but the finish is definitely there. Let's talk about what it's not. Um, it's not overly, overly complex in the sense that it transforms a ton in phases on my palate. Now, I also have only had it this one time, and so that's something I'll be looking for in the future when I try it again, is does it transform a lot while it's still on my palate? Does it go from the butterscotch to the barley to, you know, the cream, something like that? I think maybe the oakiness comes mostly at the end, and I do think the malt is right up front. I mean, you smell it when you're going to take a drink of it. So I think there are probably phases to it there, and I just haven't had enough to perfectly nail them down. Uh, but it's very good. Uh, $45, I think that is a perfect price for it. Um, some bottles, you know, they're 
they're underpriced and it's like like buffalo trace i always say it, it tastes better than it costs uh, it tastes like it should cost more uh, some bottles are the other way around i always said i love heaven's door i think it could spare to be a couple dollars cheaper but i, I do love it and then i think this glenfiddich i mean it's exactly what i would expect from 45 dollars. i think it's perfect at that price uh, very enjoyable good amount of body because of the age and one thing that I think is more than $45, I think I'm impressed by, is the finish. Very smooth finish. Very oily. Doesn't dry my tongue out at all. An overall enjoyable experience. Um, I'll have to try it again with a fresher palate, like before dinner, uh, to see if the finish is still as smooth. But based on the fact that the Suntory was a little bit harsh, I'm going to guess that the finish still will be that smooth. So I'll have to keep you guys updated if I do try it again. Uh, but once again, if you guys try these side-by-side -side at home with me, let me know. Let me know what you think. Let me know which one you like more. Uh, if you've also tried the Monkey Shoulder and you're trying the Glenfiddich, I'd be interested to see which one you liked more. I think this Glenfiddich might be above Monkey Shoulder. I'm going to have to, maybe that'll have to be another episode or a TikTok or something as comparing the two. But uh, I think the Glenfiddich might be above Monkey Shoulder for the, the body that it has. Maybe it's the oakiness. I don't think it's super oaky, but I drink a lot of bourbon. So maybe it's that oakiness that I'm seeing a similarity with bourbon. But overall enjoyable experience. The sherry casks definitely come through a little bit. And the age, without a doubt, comes through. Uh, very mellow. Very mellowed out and smooth. So... That is my review of the Glenfiddich, and that is also how it compares to the Suntory. So you guys are going to have to let me know what you think. That's all that I have for this review today, though. So hopefully you enjoyed your Glenfiddich if you drank it at home with me. But thank you guys all for listening. Don't forget, learn to drink, drink to learn. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Whiskey Noobs. If you like the show, please make sure that you tell anyone you know who you think would be interested in the hobby or in the podcast. That way we can help to spread the word and continue to grow. Please also make sure to review the show on Apple Podcasts and share our posts on Instagram at whiskey underscore noobs or on TikTok at whiskey noobs podcast. Uh, it only takes a couple of minutes and it really does a lot to help spread the word and grow the podcast. Also, there is an email list for the show. If you'd like to join, you can just send an email to whiskey noobs podcast at gmail.com and in the subject line put email list i will add you to the list and then you'll be updated every month with the whiskeys that we will be drinking on the show throughout the month that way you can drink right along with us and see if you're getting the same notes once again thank you so much for listening to the show the whiskey noobs podcast does not support underage or otherwise irresponsible consumption of alcohol